to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Heather Gray is joining us today to talk about her recent release, Olive. Heather Gray loves coffee, God, her family, and laughter, not necessarily in that order. She writes approachable characters who, through the highs and lows of life, find a way to love God, embrace each day, and laugh out loud right along with her. And yeah, her books almost always have someone who's a coffee addict. Some things can't be helped. Despite their different lives and situations, Heather's characters have something in common. They're all flawed, but loved anyway. Thanks for being here, Heather. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we're going to start out by having you tell us a little about blah, 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 a little bit about Olive and the Rainbow Falls series. Okay. Um, Rainbow Falls is this town just nestled up against the Bitterroot Mountains in Montana. And a generation ago, they had a tragedy. And um, out of that tragedy, they learned to live each day in full color, to embrace the life that God had for them, has for them. And um, part of that lesson manifested as that generation began naming their children and they named them all colors. And so the town of Rainbow Falls is overrun with these children who are now adults who have color names. And there's a, a unique little group in the center of that that are called the Rainbow Girls. And they're a group of girls from that town who have both a first and a last name that has a color. And so the book of Olive is about Olive Green and um, it's her story and how she She's at a crossroads in her life. She thought she had everything figured out. She knew what she was doing professionally. Everything was going in one direction. And then the rug got pulled out from under her and she just didn't know what to do or where to land. And she landed back home in Rainbow Falls. And she ends up working as a temp um, personal assistant for someone. And she, she goes to the interview and the person at the door isn't the name on the paper. And she's not quite sure what to do. And the door gets shut in her face. And she's like, well, now what? And um, she ends up working for Damien Rhodes and he has his own tragedy that he's working through. He's not just at a crossroads, he's in a rut. He's, he's good and dug in. And um, she brings laughter and sunshine into his life and helps him see that God has more for him than, than guilt. Excellent. All right. I know I loved reading this book. Um, I have actually read it twice because I got to read it um, when did I read it? This summer? This fall? Early fall, maybe. Um, Heather is part of my local writer group, so I actually get to see Heather in person, and so I nag her because um, she, yes, hasn't, she, <laughs> she hasn't been publishing lately, and I keep nagging her about that, and so she said, well, it's not ready yet, and I'm like, let me read it. I'll tell you whether or not it's ready, and so, um, so she did, which is great because she let me boss her around. I love that. Um, and so, um, it's a slippery slope, Heather, though. <laughs> it is. It can be. Um, and then, so I read it again, uh, prior to this, we all read it because it's fabulous. Um, and I probably will read it again another time or so because it's just a fabulous book. Um, so, but I'm going to pass this over to Norell for the first actual question for Heather. Yeah, so I really enjoyed reading this one as well. It was great. And so mm -hmm. my question um, relates to um, the redemption themes in the story. So I really liked how Damien was real to life and his previous country music lifestyle was uh, with his adoring fans and the groupies was, it really revealed his character weaknesses. And mm -hmm. I think 
there's very few people that are in that sort of spotlight celebrity world of adoring fans that can actually resist a lot of the worldly things that come their way. And so I really liked how that was handled in the story. But my question without giving away spoilers is how did Damien's guilt control his life? Because guilt was such a big problem for him. Right. Um, his guilt suffocated him. He didn't know how to release it to God. And it just, it suffocated him and he couldn't, he couldn't face it. So he ran from it. And in running from his guilt, he ran from not just the life of fame that he had, but he had, he ran from the life that God had for him too. He ran from everybody that cared about him. And he um, went on a, um, not a quest, that's not the right word, but he, he fell into the habit of punishing himself for his guilt rather than, like I said, letting God take care of it. Yeah, and it was, um, I thought that was very, as I said, very real to life because I think we can get so caught up in blaming ourselves for the things that yeah. we've done wrong that we don't actually see the negative consequences that are happening around us and mm -hmm. that sort of instinct to become reclusive like he did and to sort of block out the world. I can relate to that, um, wanting to hide that sort of whole idea of hiding away and then everything that's happened just doesn't exist because I'm hiding away from the world. And mm -hmm. I loved how Olive came along and sort of tossed all of that upside down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think too that we... Um, you don't have to be in the limelight to make, um, to, to be tempted by those things, right? We every day face temptations like that. And when we make wrong choices, we also kind of insulate ourselves. We hide from the people that care about us. We, we hide from our church family. We hide from whatever. And so, yeah, I, I there's a lot to learn from Damien. Yes. Think, Still waters run about just thinking about that, I mean, we, we sometimes feel as though we're just like going in circles, but it's more like a spiral because it's a circle, but it also goes somewhere. So each time you hit this thing, you're in a little bit different spot, um, lower or hopefully sometimes higher. Um, and, um, and you can just really see those orbits in, in uh, Damien's life as to where where he'd um, struggled before, but now the struggle was a little bit different and a little bit different each time around. Valerie, do you want to just keep going with your question? <laughs> <laughs> Unless we want to talk about Damien some more first. Um, I, I want to talk about Olive. Um, she's just this walking, talking conundrum, right? Um, she's a, a CPA. Why did you make her a CPA? Because it's, it's not her at all. Um, she's um, got a sassy haircut, a muscle car, and a smart mouth that certainly had to have gotten her in trouble at work. Uh, it's getting her in trouble at her, at her new temp job. <laughs> so um, I'm just really curious how, um, how Olive came to be, how she became a full-fledged person in your mind. Um, I needed Olive to have a real struggle, a, a bit of an identity struggle herself, right? And, and so she, she loves numbers, she pursued that CPA, and she enjoys that part of her, that feeds something in her. But at the same time, that's not a reflection of her personality necessarily. And I think sometimes of those of us who write, um, often writers are very creative minds and we have this outlet that we pour our creativity into, 
but many of us also are very business minded and we handle the business side of our careers as well. And those are two things that are very different, um, but they're still a part of who we are. So um, I wanted Olive to just be unusual because it was going to take someone very unusual to be able to speak into Damien's life. And Olive needed to be, um, she needed to be someone who was, could, could cover the whole spectrum of what people can be. And, and I see what you did there. <laughs> spectrum, you know, Rainbow Falls. <laughs> <laughs> totally on accident. <laughs> yeah, and I just, you know, we've all been, most of us have been somewhere in our lives when we have, we thought we had a plan. This was the way things were going to go. And then we got into adulthood and into real life and God took us around a corner we never saw coming and we ended up in a completely different place. And that's, that's just sort of what happened to all of It did. It did. And I can relate to her. Like I, the only subject I ever failed at university was second semester accounting in first year. <laughs> and I did, I've got an economics degree and accounting, I just don't think it's rational thinking the way they do accounting but that's just me my logical brain just doesn't cope with it and um, I had a chance to resit an exam it was just before Christmas because our year's obviously the calendar year and I said no because I was working and work was more important to me and my, I remember the professor was absolutely horrified that I refused to sit this exam and I said look no I really don't like accounting and I think this failure is a really good thing for me so we'll just leave it there. <laughs> There's a person who knows how to stand up for herself. So to me, that's all real to life, except I bailed out of accounting very early on. I didn't. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So um, I was wondering if you can without, because we've touched on it a little bit, but without spoilers, which is the hard part. Um, yes. Valerie talked about how Olive is this conundrum. And I feel like some of her family history feeds that a little bit. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about Olive's family and how she ended up being pretty much the most normal one of, of her siblings? <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Olive is one of four children. She has two sisters, Jade and Fern. And for those of you who are wondering, Jade is also a plant. It's a rock, but it's also a plant. Um, and their brother is obviously forest green. Um, so their mother passed away when they were young-ish and um, Forrest is the oldest. And Forrest and their dad, you know, did his best to raise this family and these girls. And Forrest took a lot of responsibility on himself um, that he didn't necessarily need to, but he felt he had to. And that, that shaped him in a lot of ways. And it made him into somebody who um, just puts the weight of the world on his shoulders and, and feels responsible for things that, that are out of his control. Um, and then you have Fern, who is, um, wants to be a mechanic. She, she has done the training. She has the skills. Her dad runs the shop, her dad and her brother. It's Green and Son, you know, auto mechanic shop. And Fern is allowed to run the front desk, but she's not allowed to actually do the mechanics. And that's because her dad is trying to protect her. He doesn't think this is 
a good um, field for her to be in and, and his desire is to protect her, but he's stifling her. Um, and then you have uh, Jade and I'll be honest, Jade hasn't been fully fleshed out yet. So I can't give you all her story, <laughs> um, but she'll, she'll come down the road. Um, but then we have Olive in the middle who just grew up in this family where she had no, where she was, the structure was, you know, her dad and, and this guilt and this pain and this loss, and it just flowed through everything. And um, Olive wanted to escape that a little bit. And that's part of what took her off to college and part of what put her on a path. And she knew she couldn't do something too wild because dad wasn't going to allow it, right? Because Fern's not allowed to be a mechanic. And um, so she just, yeah, it, it shaped her a lot and it shaped um, how she sees people and the way she looks at people. And she, she looks at people and she sees beyond them to the pain behind it. Um, and that made her just perfect for Damien. So yes. is Forrest going to get his story? Oh, he, he's a very intense. He's a very intense character. I think I'll yes. leave it at that. You can read the book to understand what I mean. <laughs> yes. And he's, he's not the only brother that's going to have a story. There are rainbow guys too. Cool. <laughs> that was. Um, I was going to ask what what are the the uh, what are the plans for the for the series? We've got Sky already. Sky yeah. was out what two years ago. More, more than that oh wow was it four? Oh yeah. my goodness okay <laughs> i don't nag you nearly enough apparently <laughs> i need to up that skill we're not waiting four years for the next one right no we're not okay okay good phew um so sky um is fantastic and you do see sky again in this book which i loved um and now we have olive who's who's next and what are the plans for the rest of the series how many books are we talking um, a minimum of eight and yes. Sunny is next. Okay. And then probably Rose after that. Rose runs the temp agency. Is that correct? Am I Rose and Ruby Red are twins and they run the temp agency. Okay. Yes. Right. Well, and one they, they do both short-term and long-term placement. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. And Sunny does what? What does Sunny do? Sunny owns a thrift store in town. Right. Okay. Thank you. I was and her parents run La Italita, the um, Spanish Italian fusion restaurant. Right. That features where did that come from? Have you have you encountered this sort of I, in, I, in the food world before? I, I have not, but I up? really want to. Okay. Right. <laughs> that was fun. I, I used to watch um, a lot of uh, cooking shows and, and, you know, food truck shows and stuff. And I'd see all these fusion things and it'd be like, you know, Mexican Asian fusion and, and these different things. And I'd be like, what's one I haven't seen? What, what do I want to eat? And I googled I googled some of your recipes in olive mm -hmm. <laughs> I did always do that when I read those? books no I haven't made anything but I always google recipes because I mean well American food is different to Australian food in many respects as well so I'm often particularly the Spanish Mexican influence is very different as well so I'll often yeah. google stuff because I'm curious oh what's that what does that taste like oh that looks interesting yeah and then you sometimes get it yeah I will you sometimes get a nice chef who um, does the cooking and that's not bad to watch either. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Mexican Italian fusion, like Heather describes in her book, is not something that would be considered t- typical American fare. Just, you know, yeah. just to put that out on the table. Like, Americans enough, love Mexican food, but we haven't, we don't have Mexican Italian pop ups everywhere. Um, just, and it's probably not typical to small town Montana. No. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. And that's what yeah. matters. Yeah. Yeah. So part of how that came about is my two favorite desserts are tiramisu and tres leche. One is the Italian yeah. dessert, one is the Mexican yeah. dessert. And I was like, I want someone that serves them both. Yeah. <laughs> fair. fair enough. And yeah. you've done time in uh, Montana, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. You did time in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Tell us more about your time on the inside, Heather. Well, in, in all fairness, I did live in Idaho for eight or nine years, which is right next to Montana, obviously. But um, I also lived in Montana as a child and um, in, in a small little town that I have very little family left in because they've all scattered to different parts of Montana. Um, but in, in Livingston, Montana, there is a okay. caboose outside the town museum. And inside that caboose is a, a log sheet that, you know, the um, caboose, the brakemen, you know, signed in and out when they worked. And my grandfather is his signatures in that book. Very cool. That's cool. That's yeah. yeah. Fun, fun. And I also find it interesting that your name, Heather Gray, would fit very well in Rainbow Falls. Yes. <laughs> I was having a conversation with my husband one day because I had looked up one of my books. I had a book named Queen and I looked it up on, you know, Amazon. I typed in Heather Gray Queen. And what I got was a lot of bedding. And um, so I made a joke to my husband about how I'm a color. And he said, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, Heather Gray, it's a color. And he's like, how is that a color? It was the funniest conversation. And that's when I decided I need a book that has something to do with colors because this is just too funny not to do outstanding there you go I'm, there you I'm go. glad I went there yeah <laughs> all right uh, is there anything that we did not touch on that you want people to know about olive or Damien yeah or Damien I meant all of the, the book for, but yes it could be about all of the character <laughs> either or I, I we've covered a lot I can't think of anything else all right all right. Then uh, let everyone know where they can find you and your books. Okay. Um, you can find me at heathergraywriting.com. And my books are on Amazon. You can also go to my website and look at the list of books and find links to, to where to purchase them too. Okay. And you spell gray, G-R-A-Y, just in case there are any non-American yes. spellers out there. With yes. um. yeah. And because that is my name within the book, when I use the color, I always spell it with an EY just oh. because my name is AY. So yeah, I have yeah. writing G-R-A-Y. <laughs> excellent. And are you, you're in Kindle Unlimited, is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, excellent. And when will Sunny be released? Um, I am working on a project right now that comes out next Easter-ish. And um, when that's done writing, I'll work on Sunny, although Sunny has already been started. So Sunny should be out winter of 2023. Winter. So I'm hearing that Beth's doing her job. Right. And getting a little pressure <laughs> on you. So that, that's all good. Thank you. Good, good, good going there. At, at one point, I did send Elizabeth a message and I said, thank you for bludgeoning me into getting this book out. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> that sounds so 
messy. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. I, I, I might have said like bludgeoning me with a, was it a rubber mallet? It was something that was not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> it was something out of CSI. Basically. This is not suspense. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to have to nag you a little bit. I think we can do better than winter of 23, I think. So unless it's my winter, that would work. Yes, Australian winter. It's Australian winter now. There, I I like the way you think. I do. So, Norella is going to help me bludgeon you. Apparently, <laughs> to getting this done faster. So that's good. From the I other know. side of the world, that is. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Valerie or Norella, do you have anything else that you want to ask Heather? No, I think no. that's got it for me. Thanks. All right. Now then, I'm good. Uh, I'm just you. looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. In More Australian pressure. Australian winter. <laughs> I mean, yes, pressure, but yeah. <laughs> no pressure, Heather. I, Come on the I, podcast. They said it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, they, they, did say, they did say that. <laughs> We appreciate you joining us and we appreciate everyone for listening in. Let us know your thoughts. If you've read Olive, please leave a comment and let Heather know what you thought. Better yet, go leave a review on Amazon and then come tell us what you thought. <laughs> um, and if, or if you have a question for Heather, she'll probably check the comments for a week or two, not indefinitely. So, you know, get those questions in quick if you have them. And um, we are looking forward to seeing you again next week. Um, you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And um, we will see you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.